On this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional, we are going to be talking about those pesky remodeling projects. Can anything go as planned? Can we ever stay on budget? Apparently not. Listen in and find out why. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to Orange Juice Optional. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Good. Do I sound like a cheerleader for life right now? Woohoo! A little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, I got to get this party started and, you know, off in a positive trajectory. Okay. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> I know. I know what the topic is, and I know there are going to be several complaints. So let's try and raise the vibration okay. now so we can balance it as we move okay. through. Okay. Sounds <laughs> okay. good. This is your topic this week. You have chosen it. So why don't you introduce it? I would be happy to. And it's about surviving a remodel in your home or outside of your home or anywhere. Anywhere and on your property, anything anywhere that's affecting your, property, your life. Yep. For months and months and months. And, you know, it's just something that I need to discuss. Okay. Well, I know on an episode or two ago, we did discuss that they had cut your internet. And so that was an issue. And right. they're just showing up. And now we get to right. hear the rest of the story or the other things that are really yeah. bugging you. And, you know, someone along the way said to me that, which I already know, I've been down the remodel road a thousand times with clients, with personal projects, I run the gamut. And so there are certain things that I already know and already expect. And one of them is when you, in the midst of a remodel project, there are a lot of surprises. There, There's lots of things that frustrate you. And in the end, when it's all said and done, you forget all that. You have a project that you're happy with. And I've had more than one person say that to me, this particular remodel. And I finally said to them, you know what, if I'm happy with the end result, then yes, I will forget all of the goings on during the project. But if you screw this up, I'm going to be pissed at you for the rest of my life. And that's not a good place to be. No, it's not. And I will badmouth any company that screws me over. And I say that with confidence. <laughs> and there is one particular company that I have been badmouthing for several weeks now. And we being me and the listeners, believe you <laughs> with confidence. Yes. And let me just give you some background. So we have a major remodel going in our backyard, which I know I've probably talked about. We started the beginning of May with the hopes that it would be done by September 1st-ish. No, in my mind, knowing that, you know, probably wasn't going to happen. And the project has grown, which projects always do. The scope of this project started out pretty straightforward but as long as they're here we should do a couple other things so i get that right it transitions um, to something transitions. bigger mm -hmm. or more right. what what's the word more where you can work with it it makes it the flow easier or right what is the word i'm thinking of functionality yes yes and it's like you might as well do it now while you're working on it anyway and get it done and so you don't have to come back in two years and add something so anyway, long story short, while we were out of town, I had picked all of the 
materials for the project so they could work on it while I was gone. And that includes, I'm just going to say it, 5,400 square feet of flagstone I had ripped up. And I'm putting new surfaces down pretty much in 5,400 square feet of my property. A lot of, a lot of terraport. We have a pool area. We have a fireplace area. We have an outdoor kitchen. We have a new patio area. We have the whole front entry. We have a pathway. A lot of areas to cover. One in particular, I picked travertine for around my pool. And I believe my contractor said it was 1,100 square feet. And so while I was gone, they ripped up the old flagstone and they laid the travertine that was ordered. And when they laid it, they forgot to do the last step, which is called polymeric. You know, it's like the grouting, outdoor grouting of the stone. And so it sat there and it sat there and it sat there. And then we had a monsoon and I noticed that it was the travertine. And I say that, I use that term loosely, was starting to become discolored. So I showed it to my contractor and he went back to the supplier and the supplier said, you didn't get travertine, you got limestone, but that's okay because limestone and travertine are interchangeable. So then my contractor came back to me and said, limestone and travertine are supposedly interchangeable. And then he looked at me and he said, but they're not. And they sold me limestone and not travertine. (laughs) Yeah, in what world is it just okay to make that decision? Here's what you ordered, but here's what we gave you. And I have gone to every tile supplier in the state of Arizona, I'm pretty sure, because I have to find a replacement now that they have to rip up 1,100 square feet of limestone around my pool area. At your expense? Well, that's still to be determined. Okay, well. because because I did not pick limestone. I picked travertine and they said it was interchangeable and they decided that limestone. They didn't tell me that what I picked was limestone. They presented it to me as travertine and it was listed as travertine, but it was actually limestone. And then the installers did not install it correctly. They laid it. And what happened was when it got, and because they didn't seal it with the polymeric, with the grout, when it rained, when it got wet, the sand that it was set on seeped into the limestone, which is what discolored it. So had the individuals who placed the limestone done it correctly, you probably wouldn't even have known it wasn't travertine, or do you think you still would have known? No, I would have never known. And I'll tell you why, because they did use the polymeric around our hot tub area and it is beautiful (laughs) it is exactly what i wanted and i would have i wouldn't have cared less i would have never noticed i would have never there would have never been an issue in my mind and frankly i don't know how it would survive like five years from now would i come back in five years and say this this travertine is crap You know, look at how stained it is. I don't know how it wears over time, but the part that was sealed looks amazing. And that's probably about 200 square feet of the 1100 square feet. So I have about 900 square feet around my pool, which I also retiled my pool. So it's all gonna have to come out and I have to start over. Okay, so 
Are you pulling out what's around your hot tub too, or will you leave that and then just work around the pool or you'll want it to match I, so it's all coming out? I don't know. I don't know the answer okay. to that. Because wow. I, wow. yeah, yeah. And and I've had a lot of people say, you know what? You won't even remember this. This is just a hiccup in the road. And I'm thinking, I won't remember this unless I hate it. And if I hate it, I will remember it for the rest of my life. And I will not hate it because I don't want to deal with this for the rest of my life. So I have been battling with the supplier. I have been battling with the installers and I have been battling with the contractor. And for the love of God, if they think I'm going to cover the expense of this product, they are all crazy. <laughs> and I did at one point say, I will go legal on you if I have to, because and it's, that's sad when it's your only option because this didn't fall on you. You hired a contractor who works with the um, supplier, supplier and the installer and the and installer. They should know their stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. this they sounds, should. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Nope, that's all I have to say is they should know their stuff. They should know. And, and this is reminding me of that wall. We bought a lot. We were getting yes. ready to build our house, but the developer put a wall on our lot that our house will no longer fit on our lot and it will not support the house and the pool that we have designed. And so that wall has to come out at our expense. And it's just ridiculous because we didn't ask mm -hmm. them to put in the wall. They didn't measure it correctly. And now we have to go through the headache and the expense to fix it, right. which now has stalled out our project, which is very frustrating. Right. Which, and I'm in the same boat with this, my project is stalled. You know, other parts of the yard have not been completed, although there's some progress being made. But this part of the project has been stalled and I have to find a new product and I have to order it, which will probably be six to eight weeks, at least minimum six to eight weeks. And then I have to have it reinstalled. So that means I have to take everything out and put everything back in. Like this hasn't been a pain in the ass from the beginning. Like I really want to wait another two months for a product to come in and then have to go through this whole process again because they screwed it up. Yeah, it's not pretty right now. No, I bet not. And patience isn't something you have on a very good day. So you're and, gonna be pissed every week that you have to oh, wait. There, I'm telling you, I just got out the last two weeks where I had to leave my house every day because I would get so worked up and so angry what was going on that I, I literally had to walk away. I spent a weekend in a hotel when I was here by myself, Jeff wasn't in town. And I was like, I've got to get the hell out of here because I can't take it. I can't take looking at this day in and day out, knowing that people aren't stepping up and saying, oh yes, we'll take care of this for you. My contractor has been very, I don't know what the word is. He, his integrity is good. He has reassured me that he's going to make it right. He keeps saying, I will make this right. So I trust him. Right. <laughs> but there are a lot of people that I am really pissed off at. And, you know. Because there's no accountability. Everybody is blaming right. somebody else. Like right. step up to what yeah. you did to contribute to this whole issue. Yeah, exactly. And part of it was because I was gone when they, we were on our trip when they laid that material. Although I wouldn't have known the difference had they done it correctly 
had they laid it correctly while I was gone, I would have never known the difference. I would have come home and said, this is perfect. I love it. And how is Jeff dealing with all these remodeling setbacks? Or he's been traveling, so he doesn't have to deal with it day to day. Has he been a voice in this? He has, has he calmed you down? Yeah, he has been my sounding board. And he spends a lot of time listening to me complain. And that is a good place for him to be. It's just be my sounding board. I have a feeling he will become more involved when it, if it has to go legal, if it has to go down that road. Yeah. His slow boil will, <laughs> will boil change. Over. Yeah. 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 So right now but, he's not trying to fix it. He's not trying to tell you, no, oh, he's Suzanne, letting, look no. at it. He's letting you yep, do he's you. Letting me, yep. He's letting me be me. he knows you're competent. And, yeah. He knows you and, got this. Right. But this goes back to my whole thing. First of all, sometimes, and I say this cautiously because I don't want to generalize, but because I'm a woman, I don't think I'm given the credit I deserve. The knowledge that I have, I know enough about the industry. I've been in this industry for a long time. So I know enough to know when something's not right and it needs to be fixed. And what I really don't like is when someone comes in with a condescending tone and tries to convince me that I don't know what I'm talking about and they're the professional. And so let them take care of it. That's where things get really ugly. That's usually when my temper flares and it's usually when I lose it. And that's been happening a lot where it's like, don't treat me like some dumb woman. Because first of all, most women are not dumb <laughs> and they know what they're talking about and they usually know what they want. And it's like, instead of arguing and being condescending, just step up and do your job. And <sighs> yeah, let's find a way to, to work through this issue so we can move on and Mm -hmm. be good with each other because there's nothing worse than right. feeling crappy about the people who are at your house day in and day out and feeling well, you can't even be at your house. Right. To the point where I can't even be here because I get so frustrated. And again, if I love the end project, I will, I will not remember any of this. I won't care. It will be a blip in the road. But if I don't love it when it's over, I will never forget this. And it will eat away at me for the rest of my life. And they have to understand that. And I've said a hundred times, I am the one that will live with this for the next 25 years. I will be the one that has to go up the front steps to my porch, to my front door, because there's another issue with my front door, because I have six steps that go up to my front area to get to my front door. So it's my main entrance of the house. And I ordered tile for the entry that I loved. They sent the tile. It sat in my driveway for two months. And when they finally got around to starting to lay it, they realized that no coping pieces, which are the edge pieces that finish the edge of any project, were in the order. So they had to go back and order the coping pieces. Well, it turns out the coping pieces are no longer available. So I have stacks of tile that I can't use because I can't finish the edges because we don't have the right pieces. Oh my gosh, that is ridiculous. I do have yeah. to ask two questions. Okay. Are you doing a lot of retail therapy here when you leave the house? Mm -hmm. Are you going shopping um, and filling that void with other things? Well, I would like to say yes, I am filling that void more behind slot machines than I am behind cash registers. <laughs> 
Okay, well, hey, that's good. I mean, because some days you'll make money yeah. and some days you'll lose it. It balances. Right. And you can only buy so much when your house is in complete disarray because I'm having some interior things done as well. So my house is in complete disarray. So it's very hard to go shop and bring anything else into my house. I have to just take pause, not do that. So yeah, I've been spending a lot of time behind slot machines. And yeah. then my other question was, have you been consuming more wine? <laughs> because <laughs> let me tell you, when I get stressed, it's easy to have a glass of wine. Yeah, I definitely have been drinking my share of wine. I'm not going to say that I've increased my consumption, but at the end of the day, when I pour my glass of wine, it's like, finally, <laughs> I can have my glass of wine. You've made it through another day. And yep. That's what you have to do. Just keep watching yep. that calendar. It'll eventually yep. get there. But yeah, I remember mm -hmm. the frustrations. We remodeled our whole house in Anchorage and so many things went wrong. And it truly is like that show, Love It or List It. You yeah. have a budget for a project. They always find something. Oh, your whole house could have caught on fire. You need to replace your whole heating system. Right. Okay, well, yeah. that wasn't in the budget. So do we increase the budget or do we take something out? I mean, there are a lot of hard choices that need to be made there. Heating right. in Alaska is not a hard choice. That would have come first. But. Right. But as a designer, I always tell my clients, you have to allow 15 to 20% for surprises because there is no remodeling project that goes without a hitch that doesn't have surprises. You just never know what you're going to find when you start breaking into walls or when you start, you know, rearranging things. There's always something. So you have to, so I anticipate for that. And, but this, this was more than 10% of my budget. This was more than 20% of my budget, this right. big mistake. Yeah, and, no, definitely. Yes. So when someone is, for our listeners, if someone is, <sighs> contemplating a remodel let's say their budget uh -huh. is $10,000 should it mentally be like $12,000 well, just for it, that absolutely okay. without a doubt yeah I don't know a lot of projects that only cost $10,000 well I, I don't think. either I just threw right. out a number but, that it was easy for me to do the math for. right 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 what I would do is I would give your contractor your 10 say I have a $10,000 budget and not let him know that you have in your mind hmm 20% more waiting to be used. Yeah, that wiggle room that mm -hmm. they'll find ways to spend, I'm sure, just like we were talking about in a previous episode. How I survive, I leave my house, I go to a casino, and I drink wine. And I complain. I complain a lot. Well, I haven't heard you complain much until today, yeah. but that's just yeah. venting and sharing what's going right. on in your life. And people find right. connecting points in this because... You know, we've been there. It right, sucks. Right. The remodeling sucks. It does. It does. And it should be worth it in the end. And stay tuned. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted on the progress of my remodel as we go. Because that job that should be wrapping up about now just got pushed back probably until December. Yikes. So, so It'll I be have a to... very nice Christmas present to Suzanne. Yeah. I'll have a lot of episodes of conversation about my remodel at this point. I bet you will. Well, we've talked about the frustration with people not taking accountability and mistakes being made and those unexpected surprises. Why don't we take a moment to talk about also miscommunication or not <laughs> being able to communicate with your contract due to yes. language barrier or just, yes. I don't know what else. So we'll move on to that. 
Okay. Okay, Suzanne, you have the floor once again, because <laughs> this was also your topic, and I think it's a brilliant one. Go ahead and introduce it. Well, it's actually a very enlightening experience for me, because my contractor was out of town, and I was having some retiling done in, in the lower level of my house, and the assistant contractor had left for the day, but he had sent me a text that said, hey, the tiler has a couple questions we can talk about it in the morning. And I said, great, or I'll just go down there right now and talk, have a chat with him and find out what he needs. Why wait till tomorrow? <laughs> and so I went down and I said, hey, I hear you have a couple questions for me. His name is George. George, I hear you have a couple questions for me. What can I do? And he immediately started talking to me in Spanish. And I talked back to him in English and he talked to me in Spanish. And he had no idea what I was saying, and I had no idea what he was saying. And I and I found it very enlightening because it's like, why should I expect this guy to understand me when I can't understand a word he's saying back to me? It's like, I shouldn't assume that this guy knows English any more than he should assume I know Spanish. And it's the first time I ever looked at life from that vantage point because he was trying so hard to communicate to me in Spanish and he was drawing pictures and he was pointing at things. And then I was drawing pictures and I was pointing at things. And I thought, hmm, I don't think we communicated at all. I don't think he understood a word of what I was saying. And I don't think I understood a word of what he was saying. <laughs> now that's not the reason you ended up with limestone instead of travertine, right? That no, 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 okay. no, no. This is, this is a downstairs bathroom that we had that had old original tile. Okay. And yep. Yeah, and I happened to have the tile. And so we threw that part of the project into this whole remodel abstractly, but I just found it very, and this has actually happened to me on several occasions in this project is that I try to communicate with the worker and the worker tries to communicate with me and neither one of us speak a lick of the other person's language. And I don't know, it was kind of this, this moment like, it's so weird that this person has lived his whole life with this one language, just like I've lived my whole life with this one language. And it's like, there are so many languages out there that we should all know <laughs> and none of us know any of them. I agree. So were you able to come to some point of communication or did you have to wait till your contractor came back? How did that all work out I, for you? Well, I, I think, I think we generally came to, um, he had an idea of what he was trying to place tile. Like, did I want it centered in the wall or did I want it offset on the wall? He was trying to place the tile and I told him I wanted it centered. And he nodded. He agreed with me. He's like, gave me the thumbs up. And then we waited until the contractor came back and then we took care of it. Because <laughs> I don't think he trusted that he understood me. And I think he was afraid that I didn't understand him well enough for him to proceed. So we had to wait for the contractor to come back to be the interpreter for both of us. And at one point, because I have an app on my phone called Translate, and I want it, what I need is on my, I need an app where someone can talk into my phone in their language and then it translates to English instead of, because my app 
you type in a phrase, a word or phrase, and then it'll translate it and you can show it. But I need, I need that voice translation. So he can talk to me in Spanish and then I can look at my phone and see what he said to me. I'm sure there are apps out there like that. It's just I, finding I them. Hope, I know. I have to look for it because it's like, what a, that would be such a slick thing to do. It sure would. Yeah. When you talk about that, it's reminding me of frustration I've had in the past uh, in similar situations or visiting another country where, you know, emotions, they're so easy to read a lot of times because they're expressions. You can read them on someone's face if they're happy, if they're sad, but language, man, you can get messed up really, really quick. And it makes yeah. me uncomfortable when I don't understand because I so want to, and I'm kicking myself for not being better at French, not taking Spanish. Right. But it is a real problem. Like that communication or lack of, or that misunderstanding is a real problem. Right. And well, and it really makes me appreciate people who can speak more than one language. And again, a skill I wish I had. I wish that I could speak another language fluently. Yeah, I definitely so, do too. Yeah. And I mean, you and, even think about like having kids in your life. My mom always shares a story about when I was a little girl, I went over to my grandma's house and I didn't really speak, you know, it's just little. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of words in my vocabulary. And my grandma asked me how I like to eat my eggs. Well, I liked a fried egg. And the only way I could show that was doing a motion with my hand. And it looked <laughs> like scrambled eggs. So she made me scrambled eggs. And then I completely fell apart. Words are so important and being able to understand even like you're really mm -hmm. trying and you're both you know, putting it out there the only way I you know, know how to. It's so frustrating. You want to bang I your head against a wall. I know. Well, and I just have to send kudos to my son and daughter-in-law because my grandson next week is starting a German immersion preschool. Very cool. I know. And for me, I'm like, this is going to be terrifying for him because he's going to go into this program and not understand anything anyone's talking to him. They're probably going to have to deal with lots of tears, lots of him not wanting to go back. But the big picture is at his age, he can become immersed in this language very quickly. And he has a good chance and a great opportunity to learn a second language. Now that's wonderful. I'm just thinking of him as a teenager and uh, yes. using words you don't recognize. And I know talking to me in German and talking to I'll you be... in German or calling you like, I don't know, yeah. like, just like, oh, you're a fool or right. Remember that time in, where were we? We were in Italy and Jeff was teaching Rob like slang German words or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, it'll Scheist. be an adventure. Scheist. Yeah. But that's my story. That's my little enlightened moment that I've had one of my many with this remodel project. We're coming to the end of an orange juice optional episode and you know i have some exciting news to share just in the fact that you're coming to see me tomorrow yes i am i can't wait yeah so we're going to get a little time to catch up in person drink some good wine eat some good meals that i won't be cooking because we'll be going out yay and currently we have a boat scheduled for one of those days you visit but we'll see what the temperature does 
I know. Sorry, distracted because I know that it's my sip of the day and I'm debating between two sips of the day. Well, you can share both sips of the day if you want. Before we okay. do that, you do need to remind everybody the book we're doing in September and then you can share your something to sip on or two. Okay. Um, the book is Trust. <laughs> and again, remind me the author. Hernan Aaron. Diaz. Hernan Diaz. I don't, I have the worst time. You know, I, I know authors and I cannot remember their names. It's so stupid. But anyway, trust. Pulitzer Prize winner. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about it. It's only a couple of weeks away. I'm still not done with the book and we'll talk about it at the end of the month. But with that, Suzanne, take us out with something to sip on, please. Two things to sip on. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. The first one is not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. James Baldwin. Love it. <laughs> What's the other one? And this one's more appropriate for our conversation today. All great changes are preceded by chaos. Oh, yeah. Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. I'm just taking down, down notes here. So thank you. That is perfect for today. Chaos, mm -hmm. bring it on. Then yep. the change happens. So until yep. next week, cheers, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>